What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 38 of PlayStation Unchained. I'm your co-host, Mike Harridance, and joining me again is my, funnily enough, co-host, Ben Shudabir-Hall. Hi, Ben. Hey, Mike. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Uh, well, apart from the news I just told you guys before we recorded, my PS4 has decided not to um, accept discs anymore. Uh, it just puts in there, stays on the loading symbol, and that's it. So that's got me kind of worried, because, I mean, it's been working fine all week. I mean, today it was just like, nope. So uh, just fair. yeah, just thank God. Curses! So just thank God, most of my games are di- digital, though. But um, still, anyway, I won't lament that too much. Uh, joining me, as always, is um, or should I say, is Glenn Gordon. How's it going, man? Not too Jeez, bad. <laughs> doing, <laughs> doing a little better. I've I've been a little sick. It's like right. after pushing myself so hard at the end of the semester, once it was over, I kind of just crashed, and so I'm recovering. But I'm I'm doing well. Classes cool, over getting ready to head back home. Cool, man. Don't push yourself too hard, dude. You're, a, you're, you're probably one of the busiest people I know from what you told us. And finally, uh, joining us um, after a, um, a short time away from the podcast is Paul Kelly, a fellow Brit. How's it going, Paul? I'm good, thanks. Uh, it's good to be back. Yes. What have you been up to, Paul? Where have you been, man? <laughs> um, mostly doing uni work. Uni, that, yeah. Yeah, end of year sort of assignments in and things. Oh, cool. How's it going? So, Okay, I've still got a bit to do still. Took that end of month, so... Still... Looking forward to the summer, I bet, eh? Yeah. (laughs) Well, guys, thanks for joining me again for another episode. Uh, Obviously, um, last week was um, uh, quite a special podcast because we had Shahid uh, uh, from uh, Sony. And um, funnily enough, we're actually going into news now. We're starting off with an article... Um, which we gathered from that interview. And um, obviously, most of you guys have probably already heard this, but for those who haven't out there, let's kick things off. Uh, more top-flight titles coming to PSV to say Shahid. Uh, Sony and Computer Entertainment's strategic content guru had proclaimed indie backer Shahid Kamal Ahmad told PlayStation Universe that we can expect to see top, more top-flight titles on PlayStation Vita. Uh, obviously, this was from our interview last week. Uh, I quote, um, first thing is, indie games are getting better and better all the time. The second thing is, there are more top-flight titles coming. Football Manager recently came out, which is absolutely amazing. It's the first title, as far as I'm aware, that allows you to cross-save your PC game and continue where you left off on Vita, which is something people had dreamt of for a long time with Football Manager. Uh, he also goes on to say that Tales of Hearts is coming to the West, so there are a lot of JRP fans out there absolutely delighted about Namco Bandai bringing over... <clears throat> bringing that over and there will be more so um yes uh vita was quite um a hot topic while we were speaking to shahid last week um and i think everyone would be pleased to see uh here rather that there are going to be more uh top titles in the way i was certainly um i was quite tempted to ask him you know does that include big franchises like grand theft auto gran turismo metal gear solid all that kind of stuff but that might have been pushing it but i really really hope that is the case um because i think I'm actually kind of surprised it hasn't been a dedicated um, like God of uh, God of War or GT just yet, but hopefully that will be rectified in the future. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, let's kick things off with Paul, since you haven't been on for a while. Uh, I'd want Gravity Rush 2. That's the game I really want, and I hope, well, I hope Sony do bring it over because it's only been announced for Japan, so maybe that's going to be an E3 announcement. I'd like to see Gran Turismo, that's probably the one major series I'd love to see on Grand, on the Vita because being able to play a series like that would be great for the portable because the PSP Gran Turismo game wasn't a proper Gran Turismo game. It didn't have the proper sort of Gran Turismo mode where you have the license tests and you have to 
build up your garage and do this. It would just oh. sort of really, really cut back. Oh, wow. Was the garage, the um, license parts not in that game? Well, they were, but they weren't licenses. They were just, like, challenges. And there wasn't a like, proper career mode where you had, like, you know, yeah. B races, A races, and things like it. It was oh, sort right. of really, really cut back. Stripped back. Oh, that's a Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I can't believe. I mean, if they got one for PSP, they should definitely um, bring one out for Vita. I would have thought. Um, let's uh, okay. Let's move on to um, Ben. Uh, what are your comments about this? Obviously, you were in the interview, but um... yeah. Uh, uh, to be honest, I brought up a lot of my comments on. Uh, I'm just happy the Vita's getting games. That is that is my happiness. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I found out recently that Board. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not. I need to look into it more. But Borderlands Two only has two-player online co-op on the Vita. Which is a bit disappointing compared to the four-player online co-op on PS3. Hmm. I but, guess. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know the logistics behind that, but um, I suppose um, it's it, a bit. It, it's annoying because the people you played online with before you can't do it anymore. Yeah. But yeah. I'm still going to buy it. Cool. Cool. <laughs> um, Glenn, finally, how about you? Well, I'm kind of interested in uh, seeing some more top-flight titles for sure. Although I'm I'm more interested in seeing things like new new IPs, uh, yeah. I'm a little less interested in, in the Gran Turismo's and the Grand Theft Autos because I, I really think that one of the big things that the Vita needs is is some new properties of its own uh, rather than just ports or, or side versions of existing games. And so I, I'd love to see that for the Vita. Um, like Tearaway, that was a really, really like Tearaway. Good, Tearaway yeah. was fantastic. I've been playing yeah. Tearaway and. You know, and it's I guess it's no, you know, Assassin's Creed or whatever, but it's it's so much fun and the way that Media Molecule decided to implement the mechanics, um, the, the different features that the Vita has was brilliant. And it makes for some really great, well rounded gameplay. I'd love to see more of that. Yeah. It's it's a device with a lot of potential and I'd like to see more properties um, for the Vita that can use that potential. Nicely said, and I agree about Terror. That was great. I reviewed that. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head what I gave it, but it was a high score. Brilliant. Um, on that note, I know that um, you weren't personally big on the old, you know, major IPs like GTA and all that. But I have to admit, I would, I, I would love to see a, um, a new Uncharted game on there. I thought that worked really well, but that's just me. But yeah, I like um, Terraway was great. Some new things like that. Um, that'd be fantastic. Um, okay, let's move on now. Um, this is quite a major announcement. Uh, Drive Club has been dated at last yes. for um, October 7th in uh, the US, October 8th in Europe, and October 10th in the UK. Uh, this was announced um, a few days ago because it's, uh, it's Friday um, we recorded this. Um, so, yeah, Drive Club, uh, not much more to say on this. It's been in the works for quite a while. It was originally going to be out last um, November alongside the PS4 when it got delayed to early 2014. That obviously didn't happen and we fi- it's finally coming out nearly a year later than its first projected release date. So yeah, but hopefully I think everyone's, the only thing most people are thinking is if it's, if, is it going to be worth the wait? And um, well, hopefully it will be. I mean, I've been keeping my eye on this. I'm not a big driving game fan, but this did look really cool and the graphics look fantastic as well. But um, I think... Um, I just hope they've done enough in there to kind of div- uh, differentiate it from like the Gran Turismo's needs for speeds and all of that. Because actually, the only thing that worries me as well, I'd like to add before I go on to you guys, is that it's coming out on the same day as Dragon Age uh, Inquisition, and I think there's another game coming out, another big game coming out on that day as well. So it's you know it's a very um, it's quite a competitive time, which is which kind of concerns me actually. I wonder if it'd be overlooked. But anyway, what do you guys think? Uh, let's start with Glenn. 
Um, well, for one, is it okay if I cite another website? I know we're from PSU. Uh, yeah, sure. We talk about other websites all the time. Okay, Drive Club, uh, the director of Drive Club, mm-hmm. um, Paul, I cannot pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, I, I completely, I have purposely avoided it. Yeah, he's calling um, Rushy. Yeah, Rushy, <laughs> just call him Rushy. <laughs> okay, the director, the game director for Drive Club. Um, Rusting Sky, I think it is. Rusting Sky, something like that. <laughs> he, he gave an interview to Game Informer talking about Drive Club, and they asked him a, a, a bunch of these questions, why it was delayed. Um he said that the biggest reason Drive Club was delayed was the dynamic menu, um, which is basically the network. It's basically the social skeleton, to my understanding, to Drive Club. Um, so they really wanted to nail that down and give it some big polish, and they wanted to do that without scaling the game back. Um, so it's I don't know if it'll be worth it. I, I don't know what it was like what before it was delayed, what they changed in it, but they've had a, almost, they're going to have almost a year now to uh, extra from what they had before to get it fixed. So I hope that it is brilliant um, because it doesn't feel like it was a big gameplay issue. It was just kind of the social backbone of the game. It sounds like a big deal uh, considering their vision for the game, but um, also it's not going to be supporting project Morpheus, um, uh-huh. which kind of surprises me because it was one of the games, you know, when the rumors about the VR headset were going around, Drive Club was one of the games cited as, oh, you know, you could sit in the car and look around and, and see all the stuff around you in the car. So, yeah, I guess it was a little surprising. But, you know, uh, I guess the news for the delay is no Morpheus, um, better dynamic menu. So am I excited for Drive Club? Yes. I mean, Evolution has been giving out teasers and teasers, uh, not recently, but uh, the game looks absolutely beautiful, and I'm looking forward to it. it I, they promise big things. They, they make some pretty bold statements. So I'm excited to see exactly what comes of it. Awesome, man. Uh, how about you, Ben? Uh, by the way, while you talk about other games that are out, you've also got Aliens, Isolation, oh, and... Yeah. Uh, Border Rings as well the same day. What sh- shadow? Was it, what's it called? Shadows of Mordor is that the one? Yeah. Well, yeah. well no, I thought those were actually those were September. What was the other game you said? I'm sure they're all September. Actually, what, Dragon Age. No, Dragon Age is October December. Oh, I, I always thought that, like, that was September. No, no, it's, right. it's been moved. It was. It's definitely October because oh, I read, read the news. Okay, no, no, there's nothing else apart from Dragon Age then. But I thought there was another game as well. Actually, weird. All right. Oh well. For, uh, Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I pre-ordered it. Oh, cool. The, the only problem is it comes out the same t- almost as close to the same time as The Crew. And I'm really excited for The Crew. So, Oh, The Crew, yeah. Is that U- Ubisoft's game? Yeah, it's Ubisoft's yeah. open world. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Competition. All right. There are a yeah. lot of games coming out around that same time. Yeah. Then you've got Batman in November. I know that's not a racing game, but I don't care. It's Batman. Yeah. It's delayed, <laughs> but that was just a rumour. <laughs> Cool. Uh, Paul, how about you? Drive Club, I know you're a big racing fan. I suppose you got your eye on this. Yeah, I did. It was one of the games I was looking forward to at launch. Then it got delayed right at the last minute. Yeah. I'm just thinking, what what was the state of the game when they delayed it? You know, what were they going to release it like? So, there's a bit yeah. of apprehension there. But if they've had nearly 12 months, then that means whatever problems they had should been fixed you know eventually 
given enough time, the game should be good enough to release. But if they'd release it in a bad state, then that could have really killed any potential for a series or killed the developer. So they can't really get it wrong, I don't well, think. From what they said, it feels more like a refinement issue more than a broken issue. I don't know. Mm. Well, they said a few months ago that it had gone, it had gone back to the drawing board. So um, I don't know if that was an exaggeration because if that 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 says to me that they started from scratch, in which case it would take a lot longer than um, like you know from now from that was I think that was in February, so from then to October to make. So I don't quite understand exactly. Uh, unless they were talking about the whole the menu script, yeah, actual yeah, menu yeah, was yeah. started from scratch again. Yeah, yeah, just just one aspect, not the yeah. whole game. Yeah. Either way, um, let's have. Um, By the way, faith. before we change subjects from Drive Club, did you know originally it was going to have the Gran Turismo title, or at least they wanted it to have the Gran Turismo title for it? Really? Yeah. The Gran Turismo title? Like, what do you mean? Well, basically, a lot of the a lot of the people in the Drive Club studio are ex staff from you know Polyg from Digital, and they asked for permission to be able to use the you know Gran Turismo in the title name. But oh. it, they got denied. It was it would it would have probably been something like uh, what's it, you know, Drive Club Gran Turismo edition or something like that. Probably. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they got denied. I, I I think Drive Club needs to come out with its own identity, not yeah. not with something else's. If, especially if it wants to make the waves that it it seems to be planning to. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. Cool. Um, okay, moving on. This is a uh, obviously a, a big story for this week. Is uh, PS4's. Um, Firmware 1.7 or 1.70, whatever you want to call it, live. Um, I think everyone's pretty much been looking forward to this, particularly because of the share factory. Um, this uh, this weighed in about 194 megabytes. I downloaded it um, as soon as it came out. I'm sure everyone else did. Um, I haven't really experienced much of this yet personally, but I have been trying to... Um, I've got a lot of uh, War Thunder videos, so um, I've been really trying to um, weed out some of that stuff and cut some videos up and hopefully come up with some sort of um, kind of like, you know, strategy type videos or just, just really, you know, cause work, things where I do really, really well on you. I just want to like cut it up just so it shows the um, kills and stuff that I have rather than just aimless flying around and stuff, which is boring. So that's, I, I had a look and had a tinker around with that and that looks really cool. I mean, I'm I'm new to this whole video editing and stuff, so I still need to spend some time with it. But yeah, that that impressed me. Um, I'm looking down the list at stuff now. Um, quite a lot of other stuff has been added as well. I'm I imagine you guys are much more um acquainted um acquainted with this than I am because I really have time to have a proper look. But um, that that particular aspect does that does really interest me. But um, I think I'll pass this over to you guys now because I'm sure some of you have got more to say on it than me. Um, Paul, have you um? Uh, what do you think of this update? Have you really had a tinker around with this, or haven't you had much time? I've had a bit of a go with Sure Factory, but mm. I've not really delved into it that much. So I've been busy with other things, and yeah. So not... I mean, the update itself pretty good. I mean, it's made the UI UI a bit faster. You know, yeah. the PS Store loads up quite a bit faster, from what I can tell. Yeah, and the when you're streaming, the interface for that's better with the comment the comments on the side rather than the bottom so you can see more comments at once that was pretty useful i think plus the whole moving stuff to usb as well that's um very yeah uh, that was uh, yeah definitely needed um ben how about you i know you're sort of big on this kind of stuff you talk a lot about firmware updates and things how how did you feel about this I, i found it was there was quite it was quite buggy because um 
I know at launch it's not too bad now, but when it first came out, I could not join chats with mates because as soon as I joined, it kicked me out straight away. All right. Um, and then I actually had a, a crash in, in Final Fantasy as well, where it wouldn't load. So it's been a bit buggier for me since the last update. Mm. Um, but the share factory is fun. I've actually posted a video on Facebook that I've cut up. Uh, that was fun. Though that was just a rough cut just to just to get one up. Oh, cool. Uh, apart from that, yeah, I've not really been touching it much. I'm just hoping they fix the bugs in the next... Because it's rumoured that 1.72 is in the works. Yeah, shouldn't that be 1.71? 1. Uh, I, I think 1.71, because I don't know. Depends. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean, though. Yeah, the next one, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, rumoured to be fixing some of the bugs. Yeah, yeah hopefully. As you said. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Um, I guess this happens a lot with a lot of updates. So there's always yeah. every. I remember everyone reports some sort of bug when a new one comes out and when it gets smoothed over. Uh, last, uh, Glenn, how about you? You know, um, I think that the new update was really needed. I think it's weird that a lot of people are still complaining that oh, you know, what we really want is the ability to upload our stuff to YouTube. And I'm like, dude. You have the ability now to upload your entire clip. I think it's even gone beyond 15 minutes now. Is that right? Can you record um, beyond 15 minutes now? I'm not too sure about that. Last I heard it was 15 minutes only. That's I'm not okay. too sure. You can only record up to 15 minutes still. Okay. Either way, you now have the ability to take that and put it on a USB stick. That means not only can you upload it to YouTube, you can also upload it to Vimeo or Daily, Daily Motion or freaking Dropbox or whatever you want. Which is pretty cool, and I mean, you know, this way you don't have to wait for all of these different companies to create all of these different apps, because, you know, Sony does not create these apps. The company has to create them. Sony just gets them out of the console. So you have a, you have a better deal with this whole USB thing. Um, Share Factory, I have been looking around it. I have some experience with video editing. I think for a console, the, the tools that Share Factory gives you are pretty intuitive, and I've looked around on YouTube and seen some pretty good, uh, pretty great-looking videos, actually. Some of them are quite professional-looking. And, and so I'm, I'm impressed, and I'm hoping to see some more features. I think all of us are hoping to see some more features for the PS4 soon, including, um, like, MP3 support and whatnot and uh, DLNA. So, you know, I, I'm sure those are coming down the road. But in the meantime, this is a pretty good release. I'm happy for it. Well, supposedly, Glenn, that um, both MP3 support and turning friend notifications on and off is has, is has been finished, but just didn't get in time for the bug release. Okay, so perhaps um, on the next one, we'll, we'll have that pretty soon. Wait, did you say changing? Wait, what did you say? Which ones? Basically, right now you can't have... So when your friend logs in, you, it doesn't pop up telling that they've logged in. Like they do on the PS3. Supposedly that's going to be the next update where you can actually see who logs in at what time. Yeah, that's weird that is, um, it doesn't have that. It's on Vita, isn't it? Because I see it all the, I, well, I see it all the time when people sign in. It annoys me because it turns my light on. <laughs> PlayStation light. And I'm going to turn it off straight away because when you have 200 friends being every five seconds... Well, yeah, it, can get... it, it was frustrating. <laughs> I had to turn off the turn, yeah, you know, the the chat thing that popped up recently. You know, when your friend joins a party, you know when they join. Yeah. Every five seconds, it went. Someone joined a party. Someone joined a party. Someone joined a party. Someone joined a party. Oh, I was like, oh go away! Just go away. 
That's the price of fame, Ben. <laughs> well, no, actually, oh, the most annoying bit was, as I said, on that first night where it glitched and me and my mates were trying to join a party. Uh, but we couldn't because yeah. we kept getting kicked out. Every time I tried to join one, it popped up on my screen, you joined a party. Every time they tried to join the same party, it popped up, they joined a party. Because we all kept getting kicked out, it just kept, I ended up having the same message about for about a minute of them just joining the same party over and over again because they kept getting kicked out. <laughs> like, oh, go dear. away! The fools are being popular, right? <laughs> no, it was the same three people. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that was, that was, that was frustrating. Cool, fair enough. Um, well, let's hope those things get fixed. Like we said, uh, but like Ben said, there is rumours of a new one coming out soon, which is meant to uh, rectify those. But uh, moving on, guys. Uh, Michael Pactor believes Agent can still yeah. see the light of day and reckons The Last Guardian will sell well. Yes, this is everyone's favourite analyst from Wedbush Morgan. Uh, he's uh, in an interview with uh, Gaming Vault. Uh, Pactor commented, you know, again, the game will sell well in Japan and it will probably sell well in the West too, to an audience that cares for that kind of thing. And that's a PS3 slash 4 exclusive that's obviously not coming out on the Xbox. I just think Japanese content is less important in the West to sell consoles. I think shooters are more important here in that regard. Uh, elsewhere, in regards to the um, Agent, which is meant to be a Rockstar PS3 exclusive, uh, well, that was five years ago, he says, um, yeah, you know, it's very funny. I asked Take-Two back in 2010 if they were still working on it, and they said, yes, it's still under the development. And then I asked them again in 2013, and they said, we have no further announcements to make about Agent. So I have a feeling it's been dropped, but knowing Rockstar, you know, it could be their big game for this year. Uh, uh, both um, Agent and The Last Guardian were actually announced um, in the same press conference. That was E3 2009. Wow, where's that five years gone? And uh, obviously The Last Guardian, no, neither of them have come out, but The Last Guardians, at least, we've had some uh, sporadic at- um, updates and um, you know they keep saying it's in development even though we're not sure if it's moved over to PS4 or if it's still on PS3 or whatever but it's it's always in the news one way or another but Agent is pretty much just dropped off completely that's that, that's pretty much becoming vaporware quickly I think the term is uh, but yeah um, I I agree with him for what it's worth The Last Guardian is likely to sell well in Japan they love those kind of um, those kind of like quirky sort of adventure games and in the West it's probably likely to sell well it's well, it either do well or it completely bomb. I reckon. I don't think it was an in between. But um, as for Agent, I don't know. I reckon that's it's definitely not coming out on PS3 anymore. I think everyone can agree with that. Um, I don't reckon it. If it does come out, I reckon it'd be multi-format for uh, Xbox One and PS4 if it's still around. I can't see them doing an exclusive now after all this time. But who knows? Um, what do you think, guys? Uh, how about um, let's go with Ben first of all? What do you reckon? Well, about exclusive, is he? If Sony had funded it all this time, then chances are it'll still be exclusive. Did they fund no, it? I'm just saying, if they did much. fund it, because you know, oh, right. I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it is being funded by Sony at least now, just to push. If it, if it's, if it's going to ever be released, I think it'll be funded by Sony now, just to push it out. Cool. Well, that'd um, be good. So I do expect it to be either semi, either exclusive or semi-exclusive, or we'll get. Exclusive content. DLC, yeah. Cool, yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds great, yeah. though. Espion, an espionage thriller, you know. That sounds really, really cool. Um, uh, How about The Last Guardian? I, I don't care. Just bring it out. Give me, I want to give them my money as soon as possible. Okay. <laughs> um, Paul, how about you uh, for both games? Agent. Um, the premise sounded interesting, but that's all I can say because I never saw anything about it. Yeah. I'm, if I'm going to guess, it's probably been cancelled. That's me right. being pessimistic, but surprise me, Rockstar. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> As for Last Guardian, that's definitely PS4. 
Yeah. Um, and I agree. I hope they announce it for PS4 this year, but they might probably drag it out as long as they can to TGS or something. Or 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I hope so as well. I, I agree with you there. It's um, I reckon it's PS4, and um, I. I think it'd be a great announcement for uh, only because it's um, a Japan, you know, it's a Japan made title. I'm more leaning towards um, uh, TGS, but it'd be great if it was at E3. Um, how about you, Glenn? Um, I don't think I have too much to add to what's been said, except for the fact that um, there was one thing that Michael Pactor said that he think that shooters are more important here. And while that is true right now, yeah, I, yeah. I hate that fact. I hate that fact so much because um, there's been like a stigma lately that in order for a game to be good or successful, it has to be a shooter or it has to have this kind of content in it. And I guess you can find similar ideals everywhere, but the f- I-, I really wish that there was a little more freedom for AAAs to feel, okay, we can uh, go ahead and we can push, we can push the envelope in a different area, in a different mm-hmm. genre. And um, I feel like there's a big limit on that because of this idea that everything has to be a shooter. And um, so, yeah, that's all I had to say about that. It's just, it just kind of frustrates me. Yeah, you can thank Call of Duty for that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Call of Duty. Please go yeah. somewhere else now. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for that, guys. Uh, moving on now to another big um, sequel. Mass Effect 4 is in the middle of development since Bioware. This was uh, revealed by uh, Bioware's uh, Yannick, I hope I pronounced it right, Yannick Roy. Uh, this was on Twitter via NeoGAF. Uh, he was responding to a fan inquiry in... Um, that uh, he heard, um, his fan apparently heard a rumour that it was only um, a short while into the development, so he said, uh, too late for one, too early for the other. So I guess we're somewhere in the middle with a smiley face. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, That's that's pretty much it, but um, Mass Effect 4, those of you who've been following, we all know it's in development. They've been saying this, you know, they've been open about this, I think, for the past 12, maybe 18 months now. They've, uh, there's been a few... Uh, leaks, um, I think concept art, well, it's not not actually concept art, it's basically a shot of the office where they're working, you can see the concept art on the computer in the background, but they're working on it. They teased various details, but it's going to be, um, oh god, I can't remember the name. Is it Frostbite 3, the engine it's going beyond? Am I right there? That's correct, the same engine as Dragon Age and Battlefield. Yeah, yeah, cool. And they've also, obviously, Shepard won't be in it. And But um, it's interesting that we still don't know if it's going to be a prequel or a sequel. But, uh, yeah, but Mass Effect. I, 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 I'm a late coming to Mass Effect, but I loved it. Um, I, I, play, I played the games a lot. Like, hell, played the hell out of them last year. I'm really, really looking forward to um, the rumoured uh, Mass Effect trilogy for PS4, if it's true, obviously. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing more information on this game. I think we definitely have to hear something see something on this game this year, even if it's just a short teaser trailer. I, I, I think I think 2014 will be the year that that comes out of the woodwork. Um, but what about you guys? What do you think? Um, Paul? Um, I've only played the first Mass Effect on 360 and PS3. Um, oh, yeah. I, I remember, yeah. I remember you saying that. <laughs> yeah, um, and I hope the trilogy comes out on PS4, you know, the first three. At least then I'll probably get around to playing them. That would be ideal for someone like you. I actually have Mass Effect 2 and 3 on my PS3, but I just can't be asked playing it on them. <laughs> <laughs> I've moved on to PS4. Yeah. Just th- yeah. I'm interested in Mass Effect. See what Bioware up to. Cool. So, well, you definitely need to play the first. You definitely need to play two and three first. Definitely. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 
it's Most worth it. Still, I still have to just dig the PS3 back out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it will be coming to PS4. So yeah, then you can just flog those other copies and just buy the um, use them to put towards the uh, PS4 version. Well, the digital. <laughs> Oh, crap. A PS3 copy the digital <laughs> yeah. PSN copy, so oh, I can't sell them. I'm stuck with them now. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> okay, um, how about uh, Ben? What are your comments on this? I'm a huge fan of the Mass Effect series, so I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Awesome. Uh, I wasn't sure if you liked Mass Effect or not. I couldn't remember. Oh, yeah, but I, I'm a big fan of the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, though, so I hope there'll be something like that in for. That was good, yeah. I, 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 that. I, I spent about 150 quid on that multiplayer. <laughs> you spent money on yeah. it? Whoa. <laughs> Not just one yeah. friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, yeah, every time I was a uh, map pack on new items, I'd buy more. Oh, uh, well, fair enough. Hey, yeah. if you get pleasure out of it, then, you know, whatever, man, that's cool. I mean, I've spent God knows how much on War Thunder. <laughs> 150 quid's probably a bit too much. It's more like, like I'd say, about 30, 40 quid, but still. Yeah, uh, you, I get it, Jess. You spend money. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, ben, do you, I know you're, you're pretty good with these kind of predictions. Um, do you reckon we'll hear something, see something on Mass Effect 4 this year, no matter how small? 15-second uh, or maybe 30-second teaser at E3. Oh, cool. Cool. I hope you're right about that. Definitely. Because um, I'm going to guess we'll show off Dragon Age. Yeah, oh, and they'll yeah, show yeah, that definitely. off at the Bioware conference, and they might show something else off, and then they'll end with the, yeah, the Normandy sort of ship. Like usual, That'd like a little, sweet. yeah, like come yeah. in 2015. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That'd be sweet. And then end with like um, some sort of weird sound, like the Reaper sound or whatever. <laughs> cool. I hope you're right. Um, Glenn, how about you? Mass Effect was huge for me. I loved Mass, Mass Effect. I actually bought it on PS3, the, um, the trilogy. But I'm actually planning to sell it and get it on PS4 if it does come out, because I'd like to see what they've done with it uh, graphic-wise. Um, as for Mass Effect 4, I yeah. am definitely excited for that. As far as prequel versus sequel, I'm usually a sequel kind of guy. I like yeah. sequels. But at the same time, so much has happened in the Mass Effect universe that I actually wouldn't mind going back and seeing uh, like the war that uh, came about between the Tyrians and the humans. humans. When, first when contact. They first... Exactly. Even yeah, though me too. Tyrians. Um, I, I, I happen to like the Tyrians. They're my favorite race of the um, whole universe, besides humans. <laughs> oh, glad you're my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I agree completely. The Tyrians are awesome, and I'd love to see a prequel with the first contact war. Totally, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, that would worry me about that is that you wouldn't get to play the Tyrians, because obviously we're team human, and we're mm-hmm. going into this new area, and the Tyrians would be our enemies. So um, that that's the biggest thing that would worry me about that. But uh, yeah. I'm excited. Well, put, put, yeah, I um, well, that um, concept um, aside, I would definitely love to have a game. I, I'm not going to bother building a backstory for it. It's just an excuse to, in the in the story, play as another race, like the um, the Quarians or the Turians or the Krogans, you know, because we got a taste of it in multiplayer. But it'd be fantastic to have that um, in the actual campaign. Uh, I don't know if they could build something around that, but yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Because um, it'd be quite it'd be quite a dynamic experience because they're so different. The races are. Um, I mean, obviously the human side have a different like um, skills, you know, of a soldier or the vanguard and all that stuff. But I reckon, um, you know, the Turians, the Quarians, the Crowans, they're totally different. So that'd be great. Um, That's the thing. Like, if if we did go prequel to the war between the humans and Turians, I it's hard to think of an instance where you'd play another race. You'd probably just be playing humans because you're the yeah. star of the show. Yeah, maybe they're surprises, so who knows. 
Yeah. Okay. Um. Thanks for that, guys. That's a news. Uh, one. one uh, sec, Mike. Before we switch our news. Yeah, it sure. looks like From Software's next game might be exclusive to Sony platforms. It's called uh, Project, Beast. Project Beast. It's been published oh, yeah. by Sony Japan. Uh, it's been created by, and it looks awfully like Demon Souls. So, I'm, I, oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah, call yeah. it Demon Souls too. That was rumored before, wasn't yeah. it? Demon Souls. Souls. Oh, wicked! Yeah, that's um. Uh, yeah, there's been leaked screenshots yeah. about that. It looks really, really cool. Yeah. Um, definitely something to keep an eye on. And I really need to play those games, damn it. <laughs> totally. Okay, uh, now we're going to move on to our topic of the week, guys. If you're wondering why um, Call of Duty wasn't mentioned much in the news, it's because we're talking about it now. Uh, yes, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare has finally been unveiled. Um, they always confirm Call of Duty around this time of year, and it's um, and no surprise that it leaked out early because it was originally going to be announced tomorrow. Uh, this is obviously we're recording on Saturday, not Friday, like I said earlier. Saturday, <laughs> yeah. So uh, by the time this goes up, um, Activision probably would have uh, released a whole bunch of new stuff on it. But yeah, it's coming November the fourth, and it's as the name implies, it takes place in a futuristic setting with um, hover bikes, portable cover, the ability to um, scale walls, leap long distances, all sorts of high tech weaponry, and all that kind of stuff. And it also has Kevin Spacey in what appears to be. Um, uh, the lead villain role. Um, I don't know what his name is in the game. I think it's been revealed, but I can't. I haven't seen it yet. But either way, it's looking really, really good. Um, I have to, you know, it's something different. Um, it's um, it's the next. You know, if you look back at what they've all done and everything, I think it's the only next step that they could do. I mean, Black Ops kind of took us into the Black Ops Two. Sorry, took us into the near future. And this, you know, we've had Modern Warfare, so this is the next logical step because. Other than that, they'd go backwards. I mean, even though I'd love to see a game set in World War One, because no one has done a World War One, a proper World War One first-person shooter, as far as I know, because all the Call of Duty ones are in World War Two, and I would have loved to have seen that because it would have been a lot more stripped back. But apart from going backwards, going forwards, this is the only way they can do it. And um, yeah, I'm, I haven't really got. I haven't really had much time for Call of Duty in the last few years. I haven't played Black Ops Two yet. Obviously, I, I you know I read about these games a lot because I report on them, so I'm I know about them. You know, Black Ops Two, and I didn't play Ghost, but obviously I read about it and stuff and got the gist. But I haven't played both. So the last one I played was uh, must have been Modern Warfare Three. Yeah, must yeah Modern Warfare Three in 2011. So. Um, I do like the Call of Duty games for what they are. I'm, I'm not a multiplayer guy at all on those. I just, I just can't bear that at all. Um, I do like the campaigns for what they are. I like a good blockbuster movie. And uh, but um, this one does look pretty cool. I do like the. Um, it'd be interesting to take all the new gadgets and gizmos for a ride. I think that could really inject some uh, sort of um, some more um, <clears throat> strategic value into combat rather than just running and gunning and everything. And it'd be, a, I think it'd be a lot more dynamic in terms of the overall experience if you're going to be using hover bikes and portable cover and stuff so that sounds really cool uh not much on the plot yet but kevin spacey hey can't be bad um um i'm not i'm not sure um if we're going to see like any other um some returning characters because it was rumored uh that this game was going to be about captain price and everything but i'm pretty pretty sure that's gone out the window now but yeah um that's we don't really know much else about it at the moment but it's um you know it's Call of Duty, you know. It's um, I give it um, I give it give it its dues. It does look quite interesting, but at the same time, um, I'm gonna hold off for now because I'm not really sure 
you know, I thought the others looked good, and then I just it, when it came round to it, I just didn't bother with them in the end. So um, it's just it's just because it just feels like the same kind of stuff all the time. But hopefully, this will change my mind. But um, I'm interested to see what you guys say about it. Um, let's start with uh, Glenn. What do you think about this? Uh, not too much. Another Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Pass. I'm good. <laughs> well, really, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. I'm not excited. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love that. Simple and to the point. That's our dream, man. <laughs> um, okay, um, Ben. How about you? I know that you are. You were quite positive about this, so um, hopefully yours will la- reply will last a bit longer than Red's. Yeah. I'd... <laughs> Uh, it's the first Call of Duty game in a while that I've actually been excited for. I mean, wall running, wall running is amazing. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah and it cool. looks like it's pretty much taken. It's weird. It looks like they were they copied in full, even though Titanfall copied Call of Duty. That's what it kind of feels like to me. Wow, <laughs> it, it's very weird. There's also a bit Titan of Duty. There's also a bit of Metal Gear Solid 4 in there yeah. with the whole PMCs and everything yeah. like that because you are part of the Kevin Spacey character runs, um, I forgot to mention this, the Kevin Spacey character runs a PS- PMC group and you're, um, you're a part of that and they turn on the US government. So, you know, that, that whole kind of, you know, the PMC angle was touched on in Metal Gear Solid 4. But um, what, what do you think of like the, uh, like the new, you know, the, the um, setting and everything? Are you happy with the futuristic kind of take on it? Or? Oh, yeah. It's something completely different, which is what I kind of like the look of. Yeah. Cool. yeah I like those sort of games. I prefer more really futuristic than I do sort of the past. Cool. Though I, I wouldn't complain at a World War One game, you know. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <clears throat> I wouldn't um, complain. What... <clears throat> cool. What, um... Oh, sh- what was I going to say? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Got it back. It's okay. What was the last Call of Duty game you actually played, anyway? Uh, Ghost. Yeah, I bought Ghost. Oh, you could... oh, right, okay. Well, I didn't buy Ghost. My mate bought Ghost, and he got bored of it and gave me it. All right. Did you like it, or...? Yeah, I didn't mind it. Cool. But I'm not a huge fan of it, but... Cool. What, what was your favourite one in the series? Uh, uh, to be honest, Black Ops, mainly because of Zork. Unlike, cool. yeah, unlike anyone else in the world... Probably. Nobody else in the world probably likes Black Ops for Zork. I do, damn it. And <laughs> no, I, I enjoy Black Ops, actually. Yeah. Not, yeah, I don't even... Do you even know what Zork is? Um, I don't, know. Okay. Basically, if you do certain commands in the main menu screen, you know, yeah. when you're in the chair... Yeah. Uh, you can unlock a text-based RPG called Zork. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, I remember all yeah. that talk about that. Yeah, so if, <laughs> if, if Advanced Warfare has Zork too. Zork too. No, because there is free Zork. In fact, there's more than free Zork games. I think if they, if if they say Mars Warfare will come with Zork two or the Clutch Edition will come with Zork two, I will buy that. Buy that so hard. I'll be like, I am there buying it right now. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, um, they uh, they definitely um, Call of Duty definitely goes to town on collector's editions and stuff. Yeah. I mean, they're like, giving away goggles and replica guns and all sorts of things. No, actually. No, was it um, Black Ops Two that came with some sort of remote um, helicopter? Yeah. Some some sort of weird thing like that. I think it was a radio control one or a model or something. Obviously, the next step up is the um, well, you've got the UV, UV, haven't you, from the previous one as well? Yeah. So next step up is obviously Call of Duty will have come with a miniature jetpack. <laughs> you know, for all your oh. wall running needs. Oh yeah. Yeah, they um they definitely um they definitely give you a lot of um pretty swanky content in that um 
no, I don't think you can complain about the contents in that. Um, anything to add, um, add, Ben, before I move on? Uh, not really, to be honest. Although, to be fair, even though it adds a lot of content, there is a price to it. Yeah, yeah it is quite expensive. Yes, yes, good point. Um, as are all the good ones, like Assassin's Creed, which is uh, pretty hefty as well. Um, Paul, how about you? Um, well, firstly, the name, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, such a sort of uninspiring name. Yeah, it's a bit generic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's like Modern Warfare, right, we're setting in future. We don't call it advanced Future Warfare, Warfare. Advanced yeah. Warfare, yeah. It's like Blacksmith is actually a better name than yeah, what's Advanced Warfare. Yeah, what's with the blacksmith angle? Well, that yeah, never that, seemed. That was just the internal code name for it. Oh, code name. Right. I thought it might have been the name of a character or something in the game, but no, that right. would have been a better name. I think the premise sounds interesting. Sort of the PMC angle. It'd be good to actually sort of play a bad guy because maybe the PMC sort of decides to align with the enemies of the US. That could actually be quite interesting. Whether yeah. or not they'll do that with a franchise that predominantly sells most in America. They might not. They, they might sort of take sort of the easy route and just have you siding with the Americans. Yeah, or well, they were happy to blow up New York in um, yeah. um Modern Warfare Three. <laughs> yeah, that's the last one I played actually. Modern Warfare Three. Yeah, so, same here. Yeah, so I've not here. played it for a while. So I'm actually it's on my radio, which I feel kind of dirty saying. Ironic, <laughs> considering I used to like Call of Duty. Like Call of Duty Four is still one of my favourite games of all time and I bought World at War, I got Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops and then Modern Warfare 3, I got all them successively and then yeah, I just stopped I sort of got tired of it Yeah. but yeah. I thought I'd be done forever but I might not be <laughs> Yeah, actually um, me and you have got quite a lot in common when it comes to Call of Duty from what I remember um, so, well, we both stopped at Modern Warfare 3 and we got all the others I mean I, my um my experience with Call of Duty goes back a couple of titles before. I, I started with, um, when I first got my Xbox, I started with Call of Duty 2, and obviously I'm a big World War II buff, so I love that. 3 was three was kind of, 3 was um, Treyarch, and it wasn't, um, by, at that point, I hadn't really mastered the formula, so it was, it, it was kind of like a, um, the graphics were good for the time, but it was kind of like a cookie-cutter shooter. It wasn't really that remarkable, you know. But, um, yeah, Modern Warfare 4, I mean, I agree, that, that was a brilliant game. The, the, you know, the campaign was fantastic on that, and the story was pretty good as well. I, there's some really cool moments in that, and um, yeah, I'm one of the few people who seem to actually like World at War. I thought that was, I thought that was great. Um, that was a really gritty, um, quite a yeah, very gritty kind of um, um, yeah. entry that was, and quite difficult as well in some parts. And there's some I, good I characters. That veteran. That oh, was shit. one of the hardest things that I've ever done in a game. Caustic like, like the infinite respawn enemies and the grenade spam. They just get spamming grenades at you, and you have like, like oh, five. God. You know, like you get like an icon to tell you grenades. You have like five or six. Yeah, yeah. One gun. I was like, oh crap. Yeah. And then it was just that was really hard finishing that, that game. Veteran. Yeah. Yeah. yeah platinum. Yeah. Awesome, man. But actually, that mission actually Modern Warfare and Black, um, not Black Ops, Modern Warfare uh, One and um, uh, World at War actually have my two of my favourite missions in the series. I mean, uh, Modern Warfare um, one, it's the um, sniper mission. All yep. uh, uh, when you're with um, Captain Price, no, so with the Scottish guy, and you are Captain Price in the flashback. McMillan. Yeah, McMillan, that's it. And um, the other one is when you're with uh, in um, World at War is where you're with uh, Reznov in. Um, I think it's in. I'm not sure. I think it might have been in, in occupied Russia somewhere, and you're um, you're in. It's like it. Enemy of the Gates, where you're in that fountain surrounded by all the bodies and you have to do a sniping thing 
and the dogs come after you and stuff, and the bomber. Yeah, I know, I know over... you're on it, but I can't yeah. remember. I can't yeah. remember the name of it, but I know it's yeah. Yeah, and the bomb was going overhead. That, that was really, really cool. That was that was a great mission, yeah. But um, yeah, um, that's um, yeah. Well, that's Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare, guys. And um, we're interested to hear what you think. So send us an email, podcast at psu.com or tweet us as well. And let, um, you know what um, what do you think of um, um, Advanced Warfare so far? What's your favorite Call of Duty moments? Um, it's all about Call of Duty, man. It's all about Call of Duty. So let us know. Um, okay, guys, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> I still think. <laughs> I still, I think Glenn's um, response um, is one of my favourites there, but it's <laughs> really, really good. Um, and just the just thing, I'm not actually a, um, I don't touch the multiplayer on Call of Duty at all. Um, I'm all about the single player on that. So um, um, that's why I had absolutely nothing to say on, oh, what about these kill streaks or perks? You know, don't know, don't care about that. So there we go. No offence to anyone who likes it. Um, okay, guys, let's move on now to our latest reviews. Um I will know in a second as soon as I load the page how many we've got. Uh, we do have quite a lot coming up, though. I know that. Um, and our first review is... <laughs> Don't you hate it when a page doesn't load straight away? Latest reviews. We have Lego The Hobbit. Sorry about the delay there, guys. Uh, this was um, written by Alex. Uh, he gives it a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, he summarises... Uh, it is not to say there is no fun to be had in this reimagined Lego verse, but because even with tired familiarities, Lego Hobbit does plenty to satisfy you with his charm and whim. But the franchise needs a modest makeover if it wants to keep its useful patrons engrossed. He likes the superb visuals, uh, plentiful content, and the fact that local co-op is fun. However, he dislikes the environmentals are a chore, the fact that the gameplay formula is unimproved, and the mini-figs th- mini lack variation. I hope I said that right. Um, wow, this, I'm just looking at this screenshot there. <laughs> that looks pretty cool actually I never played any of the Lego games before actually I really should because they do look quite fun um, is, uh, before I move on has anyone played um, the Lego Hobbit at all? I've watched my mate play it a bit and it is a lot of fun I love I love the Lego games though so cool man I, I do recommend getting it for your niece to be honest yeah because yeah. the co-op is a lot of fun and it's just it can be a bit frustrating at some times though I'll give yeah. you that all right, cool. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. She'd like that. Um, next on the list is Daylight. Um, this was written, again, by Alex. Uh, I was a bit disappointed with this because it was looking really good, but unfortunately, uh, it turns out it's not that great. He gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Uh, and this is the reason why. Uh, Daylight tries hard to scare you with its soundscape and atmosphere, but unfortunately, it treads on all too familiar haunting ground that leaves you sitting impassively in your seat rather than at the edge of it. He liked... Uh, the unnerving sound design, the atmospheric lighting, and the shadow entities are unpredictable. That's for foes uh, who try and attack you in the game, I believe. Uh, however, we disliked the uh, familiar and uninspired story, uh, the fact that note collecting is disengaging, and the procedurally generated levels are ineffective. Um, as I said, this I was looking forward to this because um, it's a survival horror game. Uh, kind of reminded me of Clock Tower that you don't really have any weapons, I don't think, and you have to like run away or use the environment to your advantage, but yeah, um, so it seems to um, uh, let itself down in some several key areas there. Has anyone actually played this at all? Uh, not yet, but I plan to buy it next week when I've got a bit more money. Oh, okay. Well, actually, I, I might buy it while it's still on sale, should we say. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's got a small discount if you're a Plus member right now. Cool, well, let me know what it's like. I'd like to hear your yeah. opinion on that. Um, no, I did have we... fun annoying people online. That was fun. Okay. <laughs> because it has broadcast plus features so you can interact with the game 
Oh, okay, cool. Like you can cause screaming and light statics and feet walk, yeah, feet sound effects. So they get oh, confused right. at what's going on. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Um, okay, next up is a review by Anthony Chambers, Octodad, dead, uh, Dadliest Catch, PS4 review. Uh, almost the deadliest there. Uh, <laughs> this was given uh, uh, 8.5. Uh, Octodad Dadalist catches a quirky mix of physics and minigames wrapped up into a story about an octopus that pretends to be a man and simply wants to live a normal life with his family. Wow, that's quite interesting. Uh, he liked the light-hearted tone makes you care about, the fact that light-hearted tone makes you care about Octodad, uh, the silly slapstick humour that is appropriate for all audience and the fun, goofy co-op mode. However, he dislike uh, the various clipping issues with graphics and that Octodad occasionally gets stuck in the environment. Uh, this... Uh, I remember reading about this game or seeing it anyway, and I thought, wow, that sounds very, very odd, but interesting. Is uh, It seems to like a good game, both for all intents and purposes. Have you, uh, anyone played it here at all? No, I can't say I have. Octodad? Yeah, Octodad, yeah. I've been hearing a lot of really great things about it, but I haven't picked it up yet. Cool. It's definitely a quirky title from the look of it. <laughs> I'll just have a quick uh, look to see if I missed any... Uh, uh, Oh, yes. Sorry, there are a few other... Um, I think we did. Did we uh, do reviews last week, guys? Uh, ben, did we do them in the last podcast? We covered a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, not many. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to remember which ones we did. Um, did we do the Arkham Origins Cold Cold Heart review? No, we did not cover that. Okay, well, that gives me a good reason to do it now. Uh, this was by <laughs> Gary. Uh, he gave it an 8 out of 10. This is Batman Arkham Origins Cold Cold Heart. Um he says, uh, Cold Cold Heart spins a compelling yarn on the origin- origins of Mr. Freeze with impressive detail and dialogue. Just don't expect many changes to the series' combat or, satis- or a satisfying resolution. Uh, he likes uh, the well-told origin of Mr. Freeze, uh, the fact that it's priced, um, um, really good price, uh, and the attention to detail is solid. However, just like the abrupt ending, the um, EX suit is mostly for show, and the recycled boss fight from Arkham City. Uh, I haven't got... Um, or played Arkham Origins, so I can't comment on this. So I'm, I'm sure there's a few Batman fans um, on the show today. Any any guys? Any of you played this at all? Anyone? No. It's not a Rocksteady <laughs> game. I, I only really like the Rocksteady Batman. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that pretty much slapped me in the face <laughs> when I said <laughs> those are Batman fans. I guess no one's uh, into Origins then, fair enough. Um, uh, did we do the Sly Trilogy? Ben. No, because I got up just before we... Oh, okay. Well, this is the last review then, guys. So, oh, quite a few of them this year. This was written by uh, Fraser Miller of Slide Trilogy PlayStation Vita. He gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, slightly wrote to us on a summary, Slide's Jump to PS Vita is a resounding success with solid gameplay and storage wrapped up in impressive technical polish and cross-save support. He liked the solid frame rates and splendid visuals, the charming creative characters and stories, the colourful art style, and the fact the colourful art style stands the test of time. However, he disliked the fact that checkpoints can be unforgiving, uh, the low camera angle views, and the four by three cutscenes versus widescreen gameplay. I'm guessing there's some sort of issue with that. Uh, yeah, that's the side trilogy, then, guys, for um, PS Vita. Um, another great HD collection with God of War on its way in a few days' time, I believe. Um, so that should be good. I think I might be reviewing that if I'm lucky enough, because I believe it or not, I haven't played God of War 1 and 2. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> So seriously, that's... seriously, you've never played them? No, no, I haven't. Have you ever played any God of War game? Yeah, num- yeah, number three. <laughs> oh. You know, Mike, I have about four different copies of God of War 1 and 2. 
<laughs> Do you really? I think no. Yeah, yeah. Four copies of God of War One. I have God of War One the original. Then yeah. I bought the platinum edition because I couldn't remember where I put the original one. Then I bought the <laughs> HD collection when that came out. And then when I was in America, I saw yeah. the collected edition of the Pandora's box version of God of War Three. Oh, and that came with God of War One HD collection as well. So I ended up having four copies of God of War One HD. Oh shit! Awesome man. Yeah. That, yeah, but I have I enough did... God of Wars. <laughs> I um, I yeah, I missed out on quite a few PS um two games in that era. Um, uh, came on PS three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I missed out on it, so obviously I didn't. I didn't kind of get round to it with PS three because I hadn't played it before. But I, I should have got it on PS three. But I. Uh, for what, for whatever reason I didn't, but yeah, I was um I was uh, I was more of a GameCube guy in the PS2 era. Funnily enough, I had a I had some great PS2 games, you know, in the big franchises, but I didn't really branch out that much. So, yeah, but um I really should get I really should have got it because I really love God of War three. Um, but yeah, this is anyway. If I'm grabbing it for Vita, I think that'd be great, especially because it's on Vita as well. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, okay, uh, that's reviews done and dusted, guys. Now we go over to um, what games we've been playing lately, and I think I hand it over to someone else first, so I can have a rest. Um, <laughs> always talking really words you out, um, Ben. What games have you been on? Is <laughs> I need to ask. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, pretty much. Sweet. Uh, How's that going? Pretty good. I've, I've got my scholar up to level fifty, so I'm now a level fifty healer. Uh, I, I fought Odin last week, actually, as well. That was. That was definitely an experience. There was <laughs> about a hundred people on screen at the time. Oh, wicked! Uh, actually, a video I didn't put on Facebook. So, if anyone ever wants to look it up, um, basically we we all died constantly. <laughs> his his he hits for about ten thousand to eleven thousand damage. I'll, I'll give you an example of how much health my healer has: four thousand health, and he hits oh, for nine thousand. Wow. So and I, one hit kill then. <laughs> yeah, and I have level 100 armor, which is some of the best armor in the game. Holy crap. Yeah. How many hit points has this guy got? Any idea? Uh, well, it took... We ran out of time, actually, and you got a 20-minute fight with him. And we ran out of time, and he was nearly dead. So, well, whatever 100 people can do in 20 minutes. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he can instant... What's annoying, though, is every time he beats people, because basically he respawns every 24 hours... Yeah, real lifetime, and every time he beats people, the next after the twenty four hours is up, he actually spawns even more powerful than the previous one. Each time oh, he wow. wins, he actually gets stronger because he gets levels up. Oh wow! Jeez, <laughs> he man. actually gets experience points from killing us. <laughs> um, is this like a mandatory fight or something? Cause no, um... it's not mandatory. Basically, it gives you bonus items. He appears randomly in one of the forests, and then everyone just rushes to him. All right. Uh, Is this Odin, you say? Yeah, Odin. familiar. All right. What uh, does he look like again? It, it, it's uh, like a sort of Norse knight on a six-legged oh. horse. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, I remember. He, he, yeah. he was a summon in Final Fantasy VII as well, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he I also remember. does that move from seven at instant kills. Oh, crap. Basically, after 20 minutes, because that's how long the fate is, Yeah. if he isn't dead by that 20 minutes, he'll automatically use that move and kill anyone that's in the area. Oh, wow. <laughs> which is funny in pictures wise because I, I have a picture of everyone on the floor dead like a hundred odd people just died instantly <laughs> uh, oh damn I need to chip that out <laughs> yeah so yeah did you did you actually beat him in the end at all? no we ran out of time 
Oh, okay. All right. Are you going to try and beat him again? Well, he, he randomly spawns every 24 hours, so... All right. He can only spawn once every 24 hours, so you, oh, okay. you just don't yeah. know. You might bump into him, you might not. All right, okay, fair enough. Uh, and if you beat him, you get something called Odin's Mantle, which you trade in for either tank armor or, cho- or ho- uh, barding, so you make your, ho- your chocobo look a bit like his horse. Oh, cool. So, yeah, <laughs> you can also get his lance as well, which is pretty cool. Oh, wicked. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, it's thanks. pretty good. Yeah. If you can beat him. Cool. You've been <laughs> on that game a lot, haven't you? Yeah. Because I've seen you online, yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen you on Warframe, actually. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm waiting till the next update for Warframe. Cool. Sweet. Anything else at all you've been on? Uh, Vita or anything? No, not really. I've downloaded cool. that game I kickstarted on the Vita. All right. Uh, but I haven't tried it yet. And I've also downloaded that Muramasa Rebirth. Oh, okay, cool. But again, Final Fantasy's been stealing all my time. Sweet, yeah, I've um, I know the feeling. I've been a lot on uh, one particular game this week as well. Um, okay, uh, Paul, what have you been playing, mate? I've not had time to play much recently with Uniwork. I've yeah. dabbled with Battlefield for a tiny bit, but apart from that, nothing. Oh wow, that busy, eh? <laughs> yeah. So... Do you um, when you play Battlefield Four, do you play online or is it the campaign? Online. All right, cool. What, what's that like? It's, like Call of Duty, it is the community. It's, 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 it's not like Call. It's yeah. You know, well, I play mainly sort of conquest, which is like the main mode, which has you know tanks, planes, helicopters, oh, right, boats, right. and all that. So, with that, it does require teamwork if you want to win. That's the biggest difference yeah. between that and Call of Duty. Or Call of Duty, you tend to just be able to be a one-man team. All right. Know? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I do prefer to Call of Duty now because I think with Call of Duty, it's sort of like I say, it's gone really stale and Call of Duty is all about sort of kill streaks and things like that and that sort yeah. of, for me, ruins the balance of the game. Whereas with Battlefield, it's just you and your gun. Really, it's more, <laughs> more sort of skill-based, I think. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I really need to get around to that. It's been sitting on my shelf for months now. <laughs> <laughs> Although if a PS4 decides not to play disc, then I'm stuck there for now until I get it sorted. Yeah, I still you want to call Sony for that. Yeah, I still can't believe that shit, man. It is literally working all week. Yesterday, I used it yesterday, and it was fine. And then all I did was pick it up to dust around the area and stuff, get rid of some dust around the ventilation area, put it down again. I didn't drop it or anything. And when I tried a disc, it didn't work. It's crazy. And I can hear it going around in the thing, but it sounds like it's... um, It doesn't make the usual whirring sound, you know, that kind of... You know, it sounded like it was kind of like... It's hard, it's hard to describe unless you hear it. It's like it was struggling to read it or something you know it wasn't going around as fast as it usually does and it was i don't know it, it either way it wasn't working that's the main point so yeah i'm really hoping that's just a a one-off but because i can't understand what the hell i mean i look after my consoles really well i always have done um none of, none of them are broken to i mean my ps3 is my launch my launch model man my launch um, 60 gigabyte model in the uk and it's still working so that's a testament to how well i look after these things so, I'm sh- yeah, that's pissed me off. But anyway, sorry to get derailed there. Um, Glenn, what have you been playing, mate? Um, Really, mostly since I got it for my birthday, I've been playing Pokemon X on my shiny new limited edition 3DS. Um, you know, it's interesting because I was really looking forward to getting the 3DS mostly just because everyone I know seems to have one. And because Pokemon, I haven't played Pokemon since Silver. Are you kidding me? And... Um, <laughs> It's just interesting because as I play it, I kind of miss my Vita. I really do. And 
And it's a 3DS, so I guess the top screen has that um, 3D effect going on there, but everything is everything seems rather pixelated on the top All right. screen. And then you have the Vita, where everything is just sharp as sharp and crisp and beautiful, and it's... <laughs> Oh, man. You've been spoiled on the Vita. That's the trouble. (laughs) Don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm liking the 3DS a lot. and there are. I was worried about it, but there are actually a few games that I'm really interested in playing for it. But I don't know. I I like the Vita more. I really do. I... uh... Yeah, I like my 3DS. Well, I did until my stepsister borrowed it, and it's now vanished off the face of the earth. But Of course. That's that's what stepsisters do. Yeah, piss you off, ask for money constantly, and um, not appreciate not appreciate it when you give them money. They still ask them, and they start saying, start um, cussing you out in text messages and stuff. But that's another story. <laughs> I don't go on the phone for that. I tell you that. But uh, um, anything else at all, man? Apart from that, yeah, I've been catching up on Infamous uh, Paper Trail. I haven't touched Infamous since I reviewed it because of school, uh-huh. and so I'm really excited to get back into it. I missed this game. Cool, man. And the uh, the photo thing that it's been doing is just so cool. And, um, yeah, uh, just really those two. I, I've been playing some League of Legends on and off as well. Did so. you um, did you get Final Fantasy X at all, Glenn? Were you one of the few people who picked that up? Because I know someone, I know quite a few guys from PSU had Final Fantasy X on Vita. Ten? Oh, Ben actually got it for me for my birthday as well. All right. Have you played that at all? Yes, quite a bit, actually. Cool. Um, Not recently, though. Yeah, actually, pretty recently, just a few All days. Right. But um, I don't know. I I've, I've kind of gotten to this point in Pokemon where it's like I'm, I actually I'm playing it as we're speaking right now, oh, and okay. um, I'm fighting the Elite Four. So I've just kind of been on a roll with Pokemon. So yeah. I, well, you know when you get on a roll, you kind of just want to get to a certain point. Yeah, I think that's where I am. But no, I, I'm really enjoying Final Fantasy X as well. I hadn't played it before. Yeah. Um, and so it's kind of refreshing because I started Final Fantasy with 13. Uh-huh. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard <laughs> that before. But it's so nice to get a, a feel of what Final Fantasy was and why everybody likes liked it so much. And yeah. I, I do. I, I like it. I really do. So, um, cool, man. Yeah, it's, it's nice not to have to be places and not to have schedules to worry about and to just be able to spend your free time playing some games and hanging out with friends. Awesome, man. Sounds good. Well, that just leaves me. Uh, I finished up um, my three Rockstar titles that I bought like last summer at last, um, since the beginning of the year. GTA 4, Red Dead, and L.A. Noir in that order. I finished L.A. Noir quite recently. Um, that's a, it's a very different game to a lot of the others I've played. I think it's very... Um, I think you'll either love that game or hate it. I thought it was great. I love the detective stuff. I mean, I wanted to be a cop for a few years as well, and I used to love watching cop shows and stuff. So the whole detective angle, I just I thought it was great. The you know the com- you know the bread and butter stuff like the combat and the driving was that was solid. It was rock star, you know. But yeah, I, I, the, the graphics are incredible, seriously. So, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that game. Um, I'll probably go back and play the DLC at some point. But I don't have the um, Game of the Year edition, so um, I got the normal one on the cheap, so I'll probably go back for that. Um, apart from that, I've actually gone back on War Thunder again, because I actually haven't been on that for a while. I've pretty much been on that all week. Um, I got my first jet, which really pleased me, so I've just been romping over everyone with a jet, and it's just awesome, because they try and catch you, and you're just like, bye, and you wish come <laughs> around again and just blow their wing off. It's just awesome, man. And oh, just shooting those things, shooting bombers down with a bloody jet aircraft is just, it's, it's awesome. It really is. They're just sitting there going about 200 miles per hour and you're coming in at like 600 
you just go like that and their wing just disintegrates it's it's a great laugh it really is uh apart from that i've actually been playing this the americans more because um i need to like unlock some more planes for that and i'm doing that there Wow, they're not good dogfighters. I say that. No offense to Glenn, who's American, <laughs> but they, yeah, not they're they're not great dogfighters at all. After playing as the Brits and me, um, even the, even the Germans, they they lack maneuverability and they're really really difficult to control. So I needed to adjust, but it's fun, man. Playing these different countries, trying new tactics, it's good fun, man. It, it's it's war fun. I mean, the game it, it still hasn't been updated to include realistic battles and historical battles and stuff where the flight models are less forgiving and it's um you get to fly like you know parts from the battle of britain or whatever and stuff it's just like arcade battles where you go and you know you can have um teams from you know you have two teams and there's planes from any country in the world and just throw it into a map and you just have to fight each other so and it's still giving me it's still giving me a lot of um entertainment just playing that but i really can't wait for the update uh um, 1.39 I think the next update is because the PC version's ahead of us because they've got like ground vehicles and stuff now but yeah um, I'm enjoying that um, I actually got headhunting for a squadron the other day some guy said oh you're pretty good you should apply for this squadron but I'd rather be a, I'd rather be a lone wolf <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea um, apart from that I've been going through plugging away at my um, a PS Vita with GTA uh, uh, Liberty City Stories that's still a cool game man I love the um I do like the characters in that because they're the whole, like, you know, gangster types, you know. Hey, bartender, a couple of drinks over here. Hey, darling, how you doing? Hey, my name's Tony. What's up? You know, I love that kind of, um, I just love the whole gangster <laughs> angle on that, man. Yeah. <laughs> it is, man, seriously. What is it? Oh, what's his name? Tony. My name's Tony Cipriani. Don't fuck with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. it's, yeah, it's great, man. I, I, it's a good game. It, it pisses me off, though, sometimes because obviously it's like, it's from it's nearly ten years old, so it's not as like it, mechanically it's not as obviously as polished as the last few Grand Theft Auto. So like the aiming system, like I want to try and shoot someone off a bike to grab a bike, and then he aims at some old woman instead, and I blow her away, and then the cops come after me. So oh, so like oh for fuck's sake, you know. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Um, but I really want to start getting playing more Soul Sacrifice again. And I really want to go through some PS1 classics, especially Tomb Raider one and two. But hey, Paul. <laughs> yeah, definitely want to do that. But yeah, um, just looking behind me now to see if it's... Oh, yeah, I'm, I've been going through Resident Evil Zero on the GameCube as well. I still love that game. Love it. Um, with the new costumes this time, you unlock costumes in Resident Evil games after you complete it. So um, Rocket, Billy's rocking with a, a blue suit and a yellow shirt, and Rebecca's got her clubbing leather outfit on, which is awesome. Makes it even more pleasurable to play. <laughs> Don't take that the wrong way. I didn't mean it like that either. But it's good to get a reward for playing through. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. I'm just glad that I bought a new um, step-down converter for my GameCube and it works because uh, my niece is really looking forward to playing Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I think we can start wrapping things up now, people. Yep, okay, um, well, before we carry on, uh, first of all, do you have any shout-outs? Um, ben, I, I guess you do. I've got, I've got a quick question from a mate on who, who jokingly asked me this, but I said I'll, I'll ask him, I'll ask it. Yeah, far away. Well, actually, it's not a question, it's uh, do I like crumpets? And I said, yes, yes, I yes, I love crumpets. <laughs> okay, I know you've said okay. this before to me, but tell me again. Is it, is, is it possible to describe a crumpet? Because I've never had one. When, when imitating British people, Americans always, always refer to tea and crumpets. 
Yeah, right? I know. But I doubt that anybody has an idea what a crumpet is. It's like a it's doughy. You toast it. You 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 put enough butter to kill yourself with. But oh goodness! Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much pretty much a crumpet. <laughs> I, in fact, I sent my mate a picture of it just just so he, just because why not? Oh, yes. Anyway, Why yes. Anyway, shout out. So I want to shout out to Shahid for being on last week. Thank you again for that. Um, <laughs> Crimson... <laughs> Thank you. So many <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and Crimson Canucci, as always. Um, and everyone who follows me on Twitter. Thank you for putting up with me on Twitter. I don't know why you do it, but you do. So thank you. I have a question then. Yeah. Just out of interest, who is Crimson Canucci? Because you always mention him or her. I was just curious. He's just one of my followers that always contacts me on Twitter. So, Ah, cool, 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 man. Um, sweet. Uh, Glenn, do you have any shout-outs at all? No. No one. <laughs> Absolutely no one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, shout-outs definitely to all of those who I know who are listening. You know who you are, if you're listening. Um, Shout-out to you guys. We're always fun to talk to. Uh, of course, to Shahid and to all the other possible guests on Unchained and RDGH. Um, and, of course, to our listeners, without whom we would be absolutely nothing. Of course, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, where you can get all of our amazing podcasts, both of them, downloaded to all your iThings automatically. And subscribe to us on Twitter at PSUDOTCOM, PSU.com, for the greatest updates in gaming news. Thank you, Glenn. Brilliant as always. And finally, Paul, how about you? Any shout-outs at all? Um, to the people who listen to the podcast. Cheers. <laughs> cool, cool. Simple <laughs> and straight to the point. That's our Paul. <laughs> um, as for me, yeah, I'll give a shout-out to my mate Richard Walker, um, top guy uh, at PlayStationTrophies.org. Um, also to all our listeners, um, Alfonso, uh, Brett as well, who's been in touch again, which is great. Don, uh, Carlito, I like to say all to my kids, all the guys of a delicatessen that are all so nice to me, or the cab driver across the road. Uh, sorry, I'm going into Grand Theft Auto 4 territory again. Um, um, apart from that, uh, all you guys joining me on the podcast today, of course, it's good to talk to you again, as always. And um, before we do close, we have the obligatory email from Fonz. <laughs> This week he says, I finally got to play Tearaway and it's one of my favourite games for the Vita. The mechanics, scenery story is beautiful and brilliant. I heard it's coming to PS4 and will it get, um, um, we'll get it when it's released. I haven't actually heard anything about a PS4 release, but part of me honestly wants it to stay on Vita because it's just so, I think it's, the, um, the Vita mechanics, it's so intrinsic to what Tearaway is, like the way you manipulate the, um, you know, you can um, push your, um, on the, on the rear touchpad to make um, your fingers come through the scenery and stuff and all that kind of stuff with the camera. I don't, I think it, it'd be, in, I'm not sure how they replicate that on PS3. I just think it's perfect for Vita, but I agree, Fonz, it's a great game. Um, plus, Mike, make a Twitter and make everyone happy. Uh, <laughs> you still haven't done that? No, I haven't yet. I've been, oh, I've been occupied with so much other stuff. Uh, I just... Plus, the PS4 has a touchpad. It has a touchpad, yeah, yeah. It, it could work with that, but the camera, I don't know. No, but let's face it, I think it'd be nice to have a Vita exclusive that was built from the ground up for Vita to stay on Vita, you know, because there's so many ports these days. It's a shame, you know. You want people to buy a Vita for these games, not go, oh, it'll come out on PS3 and then buy it for PS... Sorry, PS4 and then buy it for PS4, you know. it's um, it's, that, that happens too much, man. Uh, just... Nintendo? 
Sorry? So, looking at you, Nintendo, with Super Smash Brothers coming out on yes. 3DS half a year before Wii U. Oh, God, it's half a year? Wow. Yeah, Jesus. six months, something like that. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> um, okay, I think we're about to wrap up now. Apart from that, um, guys, if you want to contact any of the staff, you can contact me at mike.harridans at psu.com. You can contact Ben at... Ben.shillabearhall at psu.com or chili underscore UK on Twitter. Oh, you can contact Glenn at... Go Glenn underscore on Twitter, G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore, or glenn.gordon at psu.com. And finally, you can contact Paul at... Paul.kelly at psu.com or on Twitter at Paul underscore Kelly one. Wicked, guys. Um, oh, yeah, of course. I need, uh, one more thing. I want to thank Shahid for coming on last week. Because <laughs> 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 um, as um, Glenn said, us Brits do have to thank people a hell of a lot. Um, guys, that's been episode eight of PlayStation Unchained. Thank you for listening. We will be back again the same time next week. So that's all I left to say is thank you guys for joining me again. Have a great weekend. Um, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. See you guys.